in to another episode of the West Life Podcast. I am your host, Josh Barnett, and we are brought to you by Holman Barnes Group, which includes West Ashfield Leagues, best, best place to watch the games live and loud, not only this weekend, but on uh, the Batildas on Wednesday night. We'll promote that in a couple of a few specials for that. And then the, uh, the Tigers boys are playing the... Uh, who are we playing again? The Cow... No, Dolphins. 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 Bloody hell. The girls are playing the Dragons. So they're both... Um, yeah, we'll preview those games on Wednesday. But yeah, check them out. All. At West Ashfield Leagues, have a feed and a pizza and a beer as well. At Westlife Pod, please give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram, we're almost pushing towards the 1,000 mark. So let's yeah try and get it to... It just looks good. No, for no other reason other than it just looks pretty cool if you've got 1,000 followers on that. But um, and Twitter as well and the little link in the Instagram and Twitter profile pages if you're on there, uh, that can that, that will open up and give you a menu to find everything that we do, including uh, all our episodes on audio or our YouTube channel. Uh, shouts to everyone tuning in on the YouTube, again, watching us live tonight. We love you all. And uh, patreon.com forward slash Westlife uh, if you want to support and take part in the show as well. Uh, hello, Mr. Thompson. Uh, you've had a pretty big weekend. You missed possibly um, the biggest moment in Australian sporting history in, well, for at least a couple of decades, possibly. But um, how much can you tell us of why? Uh, why you were uh, in a secret lockdown on Saturday night and missed the West Tigers game, unfortunately, as well. Yeah, g'day, Josh. G'day, listeners. Uh, To quote The Simpsons, Josh, Josh, the biggest moment in sporting history so far, or Australian sporting history so far. (laughs) True. Until the West Tigers (laughs) win another comp. Um, yeah, I'm, I didn't, well, I didn't sign anything that said I can't talk about it, so I, um, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm going to be on TV at some point, probably early next year, whenever the uh, new season of the, t- of the TV game show I was involved in filming airs. Um, it's quite interesting, actually. I went there as a standby contestant uh, and ended up being able to be a contestant on the show. So, yeah. hey, um, you was- surely let us say what the show is. You promote it. You've got to promote uh, I mean, I... I don't know. Maybe should I? Should I? Should I say the name of the what show? What are they going to do? It can't edit you out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, they didn't really talk to me anyway, so not like not like there's much to edit out. But yeah. I'm going to be on an episode of the One Percent Club with uh, my one of my favorite comedians, Jim Jeffries. You got to see him, or kind of up close, I guess. So that's that's pretty cool. I've seen him live pretty, pretty uh, close, a few times. Yeah. Jason D said, "Sal of the Century." Yeah, <laughs> that was how was Glenn Ridge. And uh, Nikki Buckley has. Uh, you probably oh, do you remember Glenn Ridge, Nikki Buckley, Salah Century? I no, no. it's early my time, so slightly, I don't slightly slightly too time. young I, for that. I know the name of the show, like I recognise the name of the show. Yeah. It was one of those shows. Mum said to me, um, I used to watch a lot of as a kid, even though I had no idea yeah. what it was about or understanding any of it. But yeah, Jim Jim was in pretty good form. Um, he was pretty oh, yeah. tired. It was the second filming of the day. Yeah, uh, there were a lot of good jokes. There were a few cringy ones, so should be good when that episode goes to air. Mm. Uh, it's a, yeah, if they let them go to air, I guess. But yeah, how how good? 
you got a TV experience, so you're. Uh, I did my first yeah. time on TV, or How first good. time in a show that's going to be on TV. You'd be, yeah, in the background of a TV show. How yeah, good! That's awesome. Happy for you, man. We'll yeah, you're keeping us updated uh, on our group chat and everything on Saturday night. That was really exciting. So, um, one thing that wasn't exciting was well, it was exciting somewhat, but I would call it frustrating. The West Tigers lost to the New Zealand Warriors on Saturday night. Um, look, I know we're biased with ref blaming and officials. Um, yeah, basically blaming officials for losses. But this one, as you were uh, re-watching the game today and kind of live messaging, um, messaging Rob and I as you're watching it and... Um, I could only laugh as you were blowing up like <laughs> every few minutes about some of the calls that were made against us. So um, we'll get into those and Graham Annesley's um, comments today. He didn't really talk that much about anything. Um, oh, we lost as wait for as to pop back in. But um yeah, he will start with Sheenzy's comments on the game afterwards. Uh, here is uh, Sheenzy talking about the same. It'll be a been up and down for a since. Um, closer to our best side out there tonight, which which helps. You know, the two halves have finally we formed a combination with Dane and, uh, and Brooksy. And all year it's been different different combinations. App's been out at times with obviously state of origin and also injury. And young Jareem's come in right after about round eight, I think. So. We're finally put, putting a club together and a team together that'll that'll stand up, I believe, next year, big time. Yeah. It's been up and down for us since. Um, closer to So there's Shenzi there. As is just trying to uh, get back connected. He's having some technical difficulties. So while he's doing that, I'll address the uh, some of the comments. Jason, he's saying that... Salah century was Tony Barber. I know it was Tony Barber. Uh, Tony Barber was a bit before my time, man. It was Glenridge for me uh, who came after Tony Barber. So, um, yeah, I do I do not remember Tony Barber hosting, but I did know that. Okay, still waiting on as uh, – let's go to uh, another – sheet. let's talk about Sheenzy, uh, talk, talking about the bumper there. Uh, we got Yaz. There he is. There we go. My camera's not working, so I just yeah, you can't see my face. It's it's all happening tonight. Maybe maybe the NRL's trying to uh, stop us from going going ham on them tonight. I went but, mine, um, mine switched itself off, and I went to turn it back on, and it completely disconnected me from the room. I think Streamyards is having a, f- a few issues. Yeah, yeah, we'll blame yeah blame them. Let's blame them. It's not us at all. Uh, right, here's Sheenzy talking about Steph. You better not have after what happened with uh, Appy. Uh, the kid didn't get hit in the head at all. He's in. He's gone. He's had some problems with his breathing. But it hit him lower here. Um, was not in the head itself. But, but um, you know that. I, I can't see. All of a sudden, it's a penalty. It hasn't been a penalty. One minute later, there was a, another shot. Fenua Blake got got one of our kids with a with a ball not carrying the ball. Um, nothing. And then there was another one. And then we finally got a penalty, but I, there's a league change that's ruling on it. 
uh, Abbey, there was no penalty, no uh, no suspension. When when it happened to him, well, why is this why is this a problem? So as yeah, like I said, you watched the game today. What were your thoughts on this bumper bar from from Steph, which got penalised? And Appy, funny enough, said, "What about my jaw?" Not long after it. Yeah, I don't blame Appy for that because when it happened to him against the Gold Coast Titans, and it was Tino doing it to him, there was no penalty, no nothing, and all of a sudden. Um, Stefano gets penalised for it. Not even two minutes later, one of their players does it to Isaiah Papali'i and nothing is made made of it. Like, there's no penalty for it whatsoever because at, because the thing with Ice is he didn't react. Um, and I think that's, that's what happened there. Um, I don't like that it's a part of the game. I mean, I guess that players are going to kind of, I guess, brace themselves for impact um, but you do got to tr- you do have to try and keep it away from the the head or the neck because um, as we saw in the first state of women's state of origin game this year, the uh, the results of having like being contacted in the neck can be quite bad, quite dangerous. And I hope uh, Wade Egan, I think it was, um, I hope he's doing well in hospital yeah, at the uh, moment. Apparently, he's been released from hospital. All right, cool. That's good. Uh, here's what Graham Addersley. So Graham Addersley, the only thing he addressed from this game today was this whole um, bumper incident. So here's what he said in his round 24 press conference. Important point here from the match review committee is that that ball, as it's being carried, is again, and we went through this a few weeks ago where we talked about uh, for a bumper to be a, a legitimate, that the ball. Uh, can't really leave the position that it's being carried in. So he's carrying it up against uh, his shoulder in this in this point. Now, it comes up, there's no question, but the ball stays on the chest. But what the referee sees and what the bunker's looking at is the arm comes up and there's contact with the neck, not the head, but under the chin, the neck. And remember that head and neck contact in our game is uh, against the rules. Uh, and there are levels of breaches of the rules, levels where the referee takes action on the field, levels where there's action taken by the match review committee off the field. But in terms of the contact with the neck here, um, whilst it's not a charge by the match review committee, I have no problem with the referee uh, acting on this and placing it on report for further examination. Uh, we see, and, and again, there's no, no one suggesting that this is done uh, deliberately uh, or the contact with the neck uh, but we're doing everything we can to try and prevent contact with the head and neck in our game and the match officials uh, are under instructions to deal with contact with the head and neck and in this particular case I have no criticism of them penalising this and putting it on report. Again another incident over the weekend where uh, referees were, uh, were criticised. Yeah, you're goddamn right. We fucking criticised it, Graham, because we literally had our captain break his jaw, and that from this, I would argue, a worse one from Tino. But it just happened to be before State of Origin, so Tino didn't get pe- penalised. What about suffice a penalty? Just a penalty for Appy having his jaw broken, and nothing came out of that. Not a single thing happened to Tino. 
but Stefano gets penalised for it. Like, as as I said, Appy literally said, what about my jaw? And it was also, I only just realised watching it back today, it was zero tackle. We actually got a set restart as Steph does it. So rather than us start, starting the set on zero, basically at the halfway line, the, the, the Warriors went got, got a key for touch and went down the other way. It was a huge momentum-changing call. Just absolute really joke. And, and, and it's just ironic that Annesley saying that uh, any contact with the head and neck is a penalty, then what the fuck was on Sean Blore when they were reviewing his knock-on, his supposed knock-on, when he clearly, A, he knocks it back, but B, he clearly gets hit in the face, and Annesley just said, well, any any contact with the face or neck is a penalty. Well, Sean Blore got, he definitely got touched in the face, an arm mm-hmm. to the face, rewatched the footage, and he still calls a knock-on on Sean Bloor. Like, it was like the referee calling that. The bunker had a good look look at it. The commentators on Fox said he's clearly been hit high. And that's a thing, too. The commentators, like, it's not just West Tigers fans who think we were dudded over the weekend. The commentators themselves were saying, were basically backing up how we were feeling about it. So, um, and Warren Smith, despite being a former West Tigers fan, is usually a little bit anti-West Tigers. Um lately but i just can't believe the hypocrisy it's just absolute bullshit as i will add as well josh um i can't remember which warriors player it was but in the second half he does the same thing but with the non-ball carrying arm and he cops one of our players in the neck with the non-ball carrying arm which i think is an even worse worse thing to do yeah yeah and there there was no one batted an eye over it like no no referee no bunker uh coming back to it to say um like, go back, put that on report, nothing. Yep. Um, while, while we're on it, I'm going to go through what I'm going to actually do. I'm actually going to, because you did a nice little job there today while you're live messaging. It's just so I don't forget. Um, I see Brennan, Brennan in the chat there has mentioned the Luke Brook pass. So that was quarter four pass. So, um, yeah, apparently I've heard that the pass... They, they, they didn't say it in the press hour, but apparently they think it actually was the wrong call. It should it wasn't a forward pass, which is ironic considering last week we had a fucking Jack White and the Raiders quarterback throw the ball two metres forward, which led to a try. Um, yep. uh, what were the other ones as well? So uh, Luke Brooks's head-high tackle. So, obviously, contact to the head. Luke Brooks gets him around the shoulder. And that was a huge momentum changer as well. That that We defended our line for a couple of sets in a row. And as Brooks Brooksy makes that tackle, we j- pounce on the ball, basically save the, save the try and um, get possession. They end up kicking a penalty goal and getting more possession down the other end of the field. to make it, They make it uh, a six-point lead. So, we... We could have challenged that because it was before the Bloor incident that we challenged, I believe. But even still, like to call that a head hot, like to penalise Luke Brooks on that, just like just absolute joke. Um, what and then other the other thing missing? that they've really got, to, and the other thing they've really got to get out of the game is um, players like Adam Fanua Blake um, being tackled uh, or held up in the in goal by Alex Safarth. He then. Before he gets up, he puts his whole entire forearm 
and potentially a fair bit of his weight on Seyfarth's neck. Like that's like Seyfarth mm. is in a vulnerable position on the ground, probably can't really breathe all that well with this big hunk of forearm across his windpipe and nothing nothing's done about that either. Like that that's just fucking dirty, in my opinion. Uh Jason mentioned uh they knocked it on, they then it was a penalty for offside. Uh Dylan mentioned mentioning there was a scrum buzzer. I, I missed that one. Apparently this the scrum timer ran out and they still didn't penalize uh the the Warriors for it. So I missed that too. I didn't I don't I don't remember yeah. seeing that. Uh, the Brooks forward pass, the Brooks high tackle, the Bloor high tackle. I'm trying to think. I'm sure we're we're missing one here, but um, we'll um we'll come back to it if we think about it. Uh, another Sheensy. Here's Sheensy talking about um home grounds here. Uh, look, I think next year, right now, the women's football is finishing. Um, we'll we'll want to go back to Leichhardt and Campbelltown a lot more, and that's the plan. It was for this year. But we, we've been to Tamworth again. We were at, um, uh, so we've taken the team around. We've been at Tamworth quite often. Um, we were at Bathurst. We went up to Bathurst, Penrith, of course. So we, we're giving our best to the country and uh, country areas. That's what I mean. And also um, um, the, the trip over here, whether we'll be back next year, it's, that's not up to me. So you need to ask the club officials about that one. We came over and had a trial here as well. Um, planning for this um, so it's turned out to be a great a great atmosphere a good night unfortunately we would like to take the chocolates but we didn't um, just before I get to that shouts to uh, I just got your message who was it who sent me that um, Dylan Dylan sent on Instagram so it's a f- screenshot of Appy pointing to the shot clock, the scrum pack. So, yeah, I, okay. I completely missed that. So, yeah, I did yeah. too. Add it. Add it to, Add the, that to um, the list. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I, I went to the headline for the YouTube um, title tonight. Is the NRL rigged? And I don't know. I've I've never obviously. Definitely go out and say that I think it is, but I don't know, man. The, the Warriors, they want the Warriors. We all, we all want the Warriors to do well this year, and it'd be a great story for the Warriors to really do something and possibly even make a grand final um, for the first time in since they beat us, wasn't it? Two thousand eleven. Take the so pounds down. I, I can I can see why the narrative would be for the Waratahs. Uh, the Waratahs. Fuck me, I did that last week. The War, Warriors. To to get the two points and move into the top four more comfortably, and it's just the West Tigers down the bottom. Like it's just it's it's one thing to have one fifty. We haven't even mentioned the Boteni Zelezniak grounding. So I cut that video, uh, slowed it down, and put it out on Insta. And every, everyone was sharing it and commenting. Um, shouts to Anthony Blue Wiggle. He said it had more bounce than Barocca. I thought that was quite cool when he shared it. <laughs> um, so the put down there, like, it's just that on that put down as well, the thing that shitted me wasn't so much that it was confirmed, it was confirmed so quickly. Like, it was obvious, again, the commentary team said, has he dropped that? And the bunker literally conf- confirms it. Like Had already confirmed it. 
it was confirmed. Already confirmed. Yeah, yeah. It was confirmed within like twenty seconds after. Like how? How can he be certain? Like that. That that that's a try there. And after like we copped Tommy Talau like six thousand angles on his no try against the Sharks a few weeks ago. Like it's just. I don't know. You can't. You can't convince me that like everyone says. Well, everyone gets the like. Is annoyed at the officials at the moment. There's no way they have the list as long as West Tigers do. Like from the the Cowboys game last year, like we we literally have all time clangers, like a list as long as Santa's bloody make a wish list. Like it's just insane the amount of this game. It has to it has to be something behind it, but the referees have been told to go easy on New Zealand or something. Like there has to be. There's something behind it, so um, I don't know. I'm I'm pissed off. I, mean, I can't remember what Shenzi said. Now <laughs> the home ground. Is... Just on that one, Josh. Look at the penalty count: eleven to five. Yeah, we'll get to the stats as well. So this um, this might be the um, the last big bitch about it and tonight. So the other the other thing about it I will just mention is the players are noticing it. The players are seeing it. Take Adam Dewey's Twitter post. Like he's yeah. seeing it. He he's yeah. he's as frustrated as, as us fans are while he's sitting on the sidelines and that, um, having to watch. That was his first tweet since like March. He literally went on to his Twitter that he never goes obviously never uses just to go out and say that. Like it was literally his first tweet because he, like he's obviously frustrated bite as well like it's just yeah i i really wish sheenzy would have just absolutely gone gone out apparently behind the scenes every week he's going to the nrl and they're annoyed that he just keeps complaining but stop fucking up the games against us like literally made wrong calls against us week after week like it's absolute joke he needs to call it out like um the Warriors CEO did earlier this year or last year, whenever that was. He needs to call it out like um, Ricky Stewart does every time his team loses and then, you know, Ricky Stewart's at the other end smiling when his team is the one on the other end of the rip-offs. Um, but obviously he's going to cop a $10,000 fine for it. But, I mean, I'm sure there's 10,000 Tigers fans who would pitch in a dollar to a GoFundMe to pay yeah. for it. I for mean, if we're in finals contention, we're, maybe we're frustrated. Does. Yeah, maybe we're not in finals contention, so it would be a waste of ten, ten thousand dollars. Justin Pascoe probably want to spend it elsewhere. Um, so in that clip of Sheens, he completely just ignored it, didn't we? Um, so he talks about the home grounds. Uh, next year he's hoping that we go back to uh, Leichhardt and Campbelltown, which they did promise to do with the soccer World Cup. Uh, finishing. So here he's talking about New Zealand as well. Yeah, well, the money won't hurt either, will it? <laughs> no, the, it was a, it was well presented. Like, the game was put together really well. It's a great facility, um, right up to standard. Um, and, yeah, we've got no complaints about that. In fact, the, the local people, even though a lot of them are Warrior supporters, I know, but they give us a, a real good rap and a real good pat on the back. We, we had a, a great few days. And so... Um, yeah, you know, we, we're closing down the season, obviously, but we're not going to we're not going to put the queue on the rack and just say, well, that's it for us. Yeah, you know, they're playing. Even the guys, some of the guys who are leaving the club, are still playing with plenty of intensity. So, you know, as a coach, I, I said to them at the start of the year, you know, the effort is the most important thing. 
obviously we want more results but the effort you won't get a result unless you get the effort in the first place execution is the next thing we've got to work on and uh, while ever if we and as I said if we lose a game or we lose games as long as we don't get beat we've had a couple of tough ones during the year not too many clubs can't say they've had that either but uh, overall I think our performances have been you know really good strong performances just need to finish them off you know the little things here and there but uh, the intensity is there amongst the guys yeah Go agree with Sheenzy that as the effort that's that's what makes the refereeing decisions harder to take as well because these boys even like Dane Laurie and Luke Brooks who are leaving the club next year they were playing their guts out unlike last year when we had that seventy point loss uh, to the Roosters late in the season they just did put the cue on the rack as Sheenzy said the boys are out there flew over to New Zealand like really threw themselves at this game and I I wouldn't say deserve to win but deserve to be in the fight or close in the fight I mean they only lost by eight and it was close the whole game um but yeah I mean full credit to the boys uh, they um they gave it a red hot crack so yeah well the margin never got out past um 13 points I don't think did it get out to 14 did it uh it was did go sh- or did it only get out to 12. It was twelve nil, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The effort is definitely there, uh, but that's the thing. We're we're getting effort. We just we're just not getting wins. Um, it'd be nice to be getting the wins. Hopefully, we get a few signings next year that'll help those wins come. It's just been issues in the red zone, and that's what's killed us this year. Um, a lack of class, a lack of um, being able to capitalize on those on those moments and um, make the winning plays when they're needed. Um, like that unfortunate last conversion attempt by Appy that hit the um oh, yeah. the upright and then the cross and then the crossbar and then bounced away. Yeah. I've seen a kick from Jonathan Thurston, I think it was in an origin game, where he hit both where he hit I think he hit the the left upright, the crossbar, the right upright, and then it bounced through. Um yeah. and that's just the luck of the the luck of the bounce sometimes. Yeah. And then we had the unfortunate drop ball um, with, what, 20, 30 seconds to go. Um, that was of no consequence because of the fact that we were still eight points down. So it's just it's just those moments. We just don't get those moments right. Um, some last play, some last tackle plays in sets in the back ends of games where we're just not getting them right. I think it was yep. Gussie who might have posted in the Discord yesterday basically saying, well, we've lost eight games or something by four points or less and then another mm. um, five games by eight points or less or something along those lines, which is yeah. which is a shame when you've got a team like the Bulldogs who's for and against is, yeah. I think, roughly a 100 points worse off than ours, but they've had three or four extra wins yeah, um, just because they've been able to ice a few more of those moments a little bit better than we've been able to. Mm. God, I, wish we'll, I reckon we beat them if we played them next weekend. Oh, absolutely we would. Mm. There are there are uh, one team that's well, one team that's not a rabble is the mighty Matildas as and you can watch them play England at West Ashfield. Obviously, the game sold out. Um, yeah, so if you've got a, a big screen to watch them, West Ashfield uh, on Wednesday night. They've got cocktail specials. They're doing a uh, a ten dollar passion fruit margarita. That sounds pretty. Uh, Pretty awesome, and then uh, half price pizzas between 
uh, eight and nine. So eight and nine? Did it say eight and nine? I've got the graphic too yep, small there. That's what that says. Um, we did that last week watching the footy as how good are the pizzas at West Ashfield? That was a bloody good pizza. I like uh, that. so say hello to our major sponsors, Holman Barnes Group. At um, oh, they're also doing uh, the West Tigers game next week. So, next slide, Josh. Um, so on Saturday, they're going to be at Combank Stadium, and you can go get a complimentary one year membership to uh, Holman Barnes Group. So, all their clubs. Uh, yeah, you can sign up on the spot. So, yeah, check out their stand at Combank and, yeah, go watch the Tillies on Wednesday night. Beat those uh, bloody Poms. Oh, to, to beat the Poms to go into a final. Their first oh. final. Their first final. Was their first in, semifinal? In their fir- well. in, yeah, in, in, to yeah. beat the Poms in their first semifinal to get to their first final. Oh, it's just poetic. It'd be, it'd be magical. Um I've never been more nervous for a soccer game. Uh, for more information, holmanbarnesgroup.com.au. Holman Barnes Group, bringing people together. Uh, on to the news. So a little one here. Apparently a West Tigers junior. Uh, he's been trying to be poached from rugby. That is young uh, Alex Conti. So he's... Uh, only 17, playing Harold Matz uh, for the Tigers, I believe. Can't remember if it's Tigers or, or Maggie's, one or the other. But, um, yeah, there's chances. He might get posed. So who knows? That might be, yeah, him looking for the Tigers to extend his contract or his manager. Who knows? Even the kids are doing it these days. Speaking of contracts, um, little birdie. Tells us that Jaden Sullivan, he is officially, uh, you can see if you're watching the show on the video there, he's doing a little scribble on a piece of paper there. It appears to have an NRL logo on it. Um, we assume that's a West Tigers contract, so expect that to be announced in the coming days. We've commented on this as it's been rumoured for a few weeks, so as, but you're excited now that. It's uh, it's almost officially official. Well, I mean, we need we need halves. We obviously have no current halves basically to start round one next year, other than Latu Fainu, who's a bit too young for NRL at this point. So, yeah, we def- we need a half. Uh, we need some halves. Uh, the other one who will hopefully be announced soon as well, um, Aiden Caesar. Caesar. Yeah, they uh, they'll pair well together. They'll uh, hopefully offer plenty in attack and if they do and we can shore up the defense back to how well we were defending in some of our earlier games this season then we might actually be able to be competitive again next year which is which is what we need more than anything right now yep um oh, it's a little funny one from today i don't know if you got the email from the membership so they are asking for people to vote for the 2023 members moment of the year uh, I was disappointed because uh, I was going to go in. I assumed that he could go in and just type one out. I was going to go in and say Sean Bloor's first NRL try. That was my moment <laughs> of the year against the uh, against the Sharkies. But no, it's a multiple choice. So as if you had four choices to nominate for the best moments of 2023 for the West Tigers, mm. what would your top four be? Putting you on the spot here. I'd say Blory's first try, Twelve's first try, the um, inaugural NRLW team, 
and Brooksy's 200th game and like that result, or you could pick any one of the the 12 tries out of that game because or 11 tries out of that game because they were all bloody spectacular. Yep. So they've gone the four options. Tolly's try. So I think, I mean, between that and the uh, the girls NRLW's first first game, um, Indigenous jersey launch is the third one, and then the fourth one is uh, the gets when collecting the members cards that they handed out at the game. So. Were they struggling for ideas for the fourth one? I thought maybe beating the reigning premiers or like surely, surely it's been a dire year, but surely we can think of something better than uh, a few um, collector cards. So come on, guys. And like I you mean, said, when... as where's, where's Sean Bloor's try? When I voted, only two of those four um, moments had any votes towards them. Uh, Twally's was number one, and my vote went to the West Tigers and to the NRLW, um, but, and that was number two. Mm. Um, if I could have picked a moment myself, which is what I was expecting to be able to do when I opened up this little survey, um, I was going to go the last try against the Cowboys um, just because I thought it was a beautiful piece of play. Um, like, you know, all four of our heart, all four of our spine players linking up, sending Bateman through a gap um, for his first try as a Tiger as well, I think it was. Mm. Um, it was an absolutely spectacular piece of play that capped off an absolutely special night for Brooksy's uh, 200th game and a beautiful night at Leichhardt. So that that would have gotten my vote if I was able to make my own vote. But mm. um, yeah, as soon as, I, as soon as I saw that wasn't an option and the girls entering the NRLW was, I put my vote to that because the girls, especially in their first two games and still even in their last two games that they've lost, they've been spectacular. Uh, not really news, but a little bit of a tidbit from Buzz on the weekend. So you might have noticed that Brooksy had tape over his, um, under his neck on his jersey. So I was wondering what the go was with this as well. So Good on your buzz for doing your job and doing, doing a little bit of research. So apparently it's because in New Zealand uh, you can't advertise overseas betting companies. You can only advertise um, their tab equivalent. So because they had uh, play, up play up on his jersey. And um, the shorts was, too. And the, uh, yeah, so they've had to – looks like maybe Brooks – because some of them had raw – so they, they changed it to something else, and apparently Manly next week because they have points bet on their jersey. I think they've got to um, fuck around with all their stuff as well. But, yeah, a, a bit of a weird one, which is odd because you can't bet overseas on – like if you're advertising play up, if a New Zealander went on to play up, it wouldn't let them do it without a VPN just quietly. But um, – yeah, it's a it's a weird one. Okay, those wacky yeah. Kiwis. I actually had no idea about it, and the thing that um, surprised me the most was I can't, I haven't even noticed it with any other game this year. Um, the first one that came to mind was I was trying to think if the Titans had gone and played the Warriors in New Zealand this year because mm. Ned's they've all got them one. still. Mm. Um, and I, I think I think it might have been a recently changed law. It might be 
Uh, that would that would that would yeah. explain it. But yeah, it is, yeah. is a bit of a unique one. Brooksy, yeah. Brooksy's logo just didn't want to stay on his jersey. Yeah, it. Um, yeah, the old race tape. Uh, a little bit more Sean Bloor. A little bit of a tidbit with him. Someone um, saying he was linked with another club. Um, yeah, it's a bit more of a. Yeah, the, look, I think I've heard that Sean really wants to stay at the West Tigers, and fingers crossed that. Um, yeah, come on, we say I say it every week. I'm, I'm gonna, and I'll continue to say it until they do. Just give the kid a contract, please. Extend it. He loves the club. He's playing out of his skin. Like, I don't understand it, and. It's um it's beautiful to see as well on social media. I'm not alone preaching this anymore. I don't just look like a homer anymore because literally any post uh, the West Tigers do that has Sean Bloor in it, there's people just going resign him, resign him, resign him. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there seems every West Tigers fan wants it to happen. So please, if you're listening, JP, um, get it done. The the thing for me is I think it's like I think it's a management ploy, um, whether or not it's true or not, like we can't know for sure. But the thing is, the the problem with us being a club that's now going to get two wooden spoons in a row is every player manager is going to want their players to leave, and we need those players to want to be here. So for a player like Glory to basically say that he wants to be here, he wants to keep playing for this club is huge. We, and we can't afford to lose those players because otherwise new players that come to us, we're going to have to continue paying overs to sign them. And that's going to just keep us in this hole um, to have a player like Appy, um, who's just come from a club that's won two premierships in three years and made three grand finals in three years to come to us who had just won a wooden spoon to win another wooden spoon with us in his first year and before that was even finalised or cemented in stone, he's re-signed with us for an extra two seasons, which included um, like the season, like next season as well as a new one that he didn't even have to sign for because um, his original contract was just the just this year and next year. So yeah. for a player like Bloor to want to stay, that's massive for the club. That's massive yeah. for us as a, as a fan base to know that we have this young stallion of a bloke um whose <laughs> smile whose smile absolutely melts you josh he does, wanting to it stay it's, it's a great smile it's great hmm. yeah it's um and we've got to keep uh, those players but yeah beyond sean as well like players like like appy's extended um yeah apparently probably he like those these core players um bullers obviously speaking highly of the clubs there's, there's a lot of despite what the club's going through at the moment. A lot of the playing group really want to, um, yeah, are really determined to t- turn around. You can see the way they're playing beyond not just Sean, a lot of the players. They really do want to um, steer this ship in the right direction. But just please, West Tigers, don't let 